Chapter Eleven, Part One, of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume Five by Eugène Sue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Gringalet and Cut in Half, Part One. Pic Vinaigre began his recital thus, in the midst of the profound silence of his auditory. It is no inconsiderable time ago that the story occurred which I am about to relate to this honorable company. What was called La Petite Pologne was not then destroyed. The honorable society knows, or does not know, what was called La Petite Pologne. Well enough, said the prisoner in the blue cap. They were some small houses near the Rue du Rocher and the Rue de la Pépinière. Exactly so, my dear sir, replied Picvinaigre and the quartier of the cité which at the same time does not consist of palaces would be in comparison to la petite pologne the rue de la paix or the rue de rivoli what a rookery but at the same time very convenient for gents in our line there were no streets but narrow alleys no houses but ruins no pavement but a small carpet of mud and dung-heaps which would have destroyed all the noise of wheels that is supposing any carriages passed by that way but none did from morn till night and particularly from night till morn there were only cries of watch watch help murder but the watch took no notice the more persons were knocked on the head in la petite pologne the fewer persons there were to apprehend you should have seen the respectable inhabitants who lived there there were very few jewellers goldsmiths and bankers but then on the other hand there were quantities of organ-grinders puppet showmen punches and showers of remarkable animals amongst the latter was one well known as cut in half he was so cruel and especially to children he acquired this name because it was reported that he had cut a small savoyard in two with a blow of his hatchet at this moment the prison clock struck a quarter past three o'clock the prisoners being made to return to their cells at four o'clock the skeleton's murderous design must be carried into execution before that hour mille tonnerres the turnkey won't go he said in a low tone to gros boiteux easy he'll go once the story is begun pique vinaigre continued no one knew where cut in half came from some said he was an italian others a bohemian others a turk others an african the gossips called him a magician although a magician in our times would be something to look at what made them believe this was that he always had with him a large red monkey called cargousse and who was so cunning and savage that he seemed as if possessed by the devil i shall mention this beauty again presently as to cut in half i shall soon describe him his complexion was like the old tops of a pair of jockey-boots his hair as red as the hair of his monkey his eyes green and what made the woman think he was a conjurer he had a black tongue a black tongue exclaimed barbillon black as ink replied picvinaigre and how did that happen because no doubt when his mother was in the family way she had perhaps talked of a negro said picvinaigre with modest assurance to these attractions cut in half joined the profession of having a multitude of tortoises monkeys guinea-pigs white mice foxes and marmosettes corresponding to an equivalent total of savoyards and forsaken children every morning he distributed his animal to each and a morsel of black bread 
and then dispatch them to beg for only one halfpenny or dance the caterina those who only brought in at night fifteen sous were beaten soundly beaten so that their shrieks might be heard from one end of la petite pologne to the other i should also say that there was in la petite pologne a man called le doyen the dean because he was the oldest inhabitant and as it were mayor provost magistrate for it was in his room he kept a tom and jerry shop that all went when they could not otherwise decide their quarrels although rather aged yet le doyen was as strong as hercules and very generally feared they swore by him in la petite cologne and when he said very good all the world said very good when he said that's bad all the world said that's bad he was a good fellow at bottom but very fierce particularly when the strong misused the weak then look out for squalls as he was cut in half's nearest neighbour he had heard the children cry very frequently from the blows which the shower of beasts gave them he had said to him if i hear the children cry i will make you cry in your turn and as you have the stronger voice i will give you the severer beating well done le doyen i like le doyen said the prisoner in the blue nightcap so do i added the turnkey as he approached the group the skeleton could not repress a movement of angry impatience pic vinaigre proceeded thanks to le doyen who had threatened cut in half the cries of the children were heard no more in the night-time in la petite pologne but the poor unhappy little fellows did not suffer the less for if they cried no longer when their master beat them it was because they were afraid of being more cruelly beaten as to complaining to le doyen they had no idea of that for the fifteen sous which each little fellow was obliged to bring in cut in half lodged boarded and clothed them in the evening a bit of black bread as at breakfast this was their food he never gave them clothes that was the way he clothed them and he shut them up all night with their animals on the same straw in a garret to which they mounted by a ladder and a trap this was the lodging when once all had ascended and the tale of children and animals was complete he took away the ladder and locked the trap you may judge of the life and row which these monkeys guinea-pigs foxes mice tortoises marmosets and children made all in the dark in this cock-loft which was as big as a barn cut in half slept in a room underneath with his great ape cargousse fastened to the foot of his bed when the brute growled because there was too much noise in the loft the beast shower went up the ladder without any light and going into the loft laid about him right and left with a heavy whip without seeing or counting his blows as there were always some fifteen children and some of the poor dears brought him in twenty sous a day cut in half having defrayed all his outlay which was by no means excessive had left for himself some four or five francs a day with which he enjoyed himself for it must be told that he was one of the greatest tipplers that ever lived and was regularly blind drunk once a day that was his rule and he declared that but for that he should have the headache every day we should add that out of his gains he used to buy some sheep's hearts for gargousse who ate raw flesh like a cannibal but i see the honourable society are anxious to be introduced to gringalet 
here he is gents let's have gringalet and i'll go and eat my soup said the turnkey the skeleton exchanged a look of savage satisfaction with the gros boiteux amongst the children to whom cut in half distributed his animals continued pic vinaigre was a poor little devil named gringalet without father or mother brother or sister without fire food or shelter he was alone in the world quite alone in a world which he had not asked to enter and which he might leave without attracting any one's attention he was not called gringalet for any pleasure he had in the name for he was meagre lean and pallid he did not look above seven or eight years old but was really thirteen if he did not seem more than half his name it was not because of his own will but because he only fed perhaps every other day and then so scantily so poorly that it was really an exertion to make him pass for seven years old poor little brat i think i see him said the prisoner in the blue cotton nightcap there are so many children like him on the streets of paris dying of hunger they must begin to learn that way of living very young in order to get accustomed to it said pic vinaigre with a bitter smile come on get on said the skeleton suddenly the turnkey is getting impatient his soup is getting cold oh never mind that said the surveillant i wish to know something more of gringalet it is very amusing yes it is really very interesting added germain who was very attentive to the story ah thank ye for saying that my capitalist said pic vinaigre that gives me more satisfaction than your ten sous-piece tonnerre exclaimed the skeleton will you have done with your delays well then replied pic vinaigre one day cut in half had picked up gringalet in the streets dying with cold and hunger perhaps it would have been best if he had let him die as gringalet was weak he was a coward as he was a coward he became the jest and sport of the other lads who beat him and used him so ill that he would have become wicked if he had not been deficient in strength and courage but no when he had been heartily thumped he cried and said i have not done any harm to anybody and everybody is unkind to me that's very cruel oh if i were strong and bold you will perhaps imagine that gringalet was about to add i would return to others the ill they do to me by no means he said oh if i were strong and bold i would defend the weak against the strong for i am weak and the strong have made me suffer in the meanwhile as he was too small a boy to prevent the strong from ill-using the weak beginning with himself he prevented the larger brutes from eating the smaller ones what a strange idea said the prisoner in the blue cap and what is stranger still said the tale-teller it was this idea that consoled gringalet for being beaten which proves that his heart was not bad at bottom pardieu quite the contrary said the guardian what an amusing devil that pig vinaigre is at this instant the chimes went half-past three o'clock the skeleton and gros boiteux exchanged significant glances the time was drawing on and the surveillant did not go and some of the less hardened prisoners seemed almost to forget the sinister projects of the skeleton against germain as they listened attentively to pic vinaigre's recital when i say he continued that gringalet prevented the larger brutes from eating the smaller 
you must understand that gringalet did not mix himself up with tigers and lions and wolves or even foxes and monkeys in the menagerie of cut in half he was too much of a coward for that but if he saw for instance a spider hidden in his web in wait for a poor foolish fly flying gaily in the sunshine of the good god without hurting any one why in a moment gringalet smashed the web freed the fly and did for the spider like a regular caesar a real caesar for he turned as white as a sheet in touching such nasty reptiles and then it required resolution in him who was afraid of a cockchafer and had been a long while in forming an intimacy with the tortoise which cut in half handed to him every morning thus gringalet overcoming the fear which the spider caused him in order to prevent flies from being eaten proved himself as plucky in his way as a man who attacks a wolf to take a lamb from his jaws said the prisoner in the blue cap or a man who would have attacked cut in half to take gringalet from his clutches added barbillon who was deeply interested as you say continued pigvinaigre so that after one of these onslaughts gringalet did not feel himself so unhappy he who never laughed smiled looked about him cocked his cap on one side when he had one and hummed the marseillaise with the air of a conqueror at this moment there was not a spider that dared to look him in the face another time it was a grasshopper which was swimming and struggling in a brook in a moment gringalet put his two fingers boldly in the water and rescued the grasshopper which he put on the grass a first-class swimmer who had fished up his tenth drowning man at fifty francs a head could not have been prouder than gringalet when he saw his grasshopper bend his legs and jump away and yet the grasshopper gave him neither money nor medal nor uttered any more thanks than did the fly but then picvinaigre worthy friend the honourable company will say to me what the devil pleasure could gringalet whom all the world thumped and buffeted find in freeing grasshoppers and destroying spiders since people were unkind to him why did he not take his revenge by doing all the evil in his power for instance in giving spiders flies to eat leaving grasshoppers to drown or even drowning them on purpose yes why not why did he not revenge himself in that way asked nicolas what good would that have been inquired another why to do ill as ill was done to him no well then i understand he liked to save flies poor little chap said the man in the blue cap he said perhaps who knows if some day they mayn't save me in the same way my right worthy friend is right cried picvinaigre and has read in his heart what i was about to narrate to the honourable assembly gringalet was not wicked he did not see beyond the end of his nose but he said cut in half is my spider and perhaps some day some one will do for me what i do for the other poor little flies break his web and take me from his clutches for till then nothing could have induced him to run away from his master he would as soon have thought of killing himself however one day when neither he nor his tortoise had had a chance and had not gained between either of them more than three sous cut in half beat the poor child very severely so severely that ma foi gringalet could not stand it any longer and tired of being the butt and martyr of everybody he watched a moment when the trap was open and whilst cut in half was feeding his animals he slid down the ladder oh so much the better 
said a prisoner but why didn't he go and complain to the doyen inquired the blue cap he would have served cut in half out yes but he dared not he was too much afraid and preferred trying to escape unfortunately cut in half had seen him and seizing him by the wrist lugged him up again into the loft poor gringalet thinking of what must befall him shuddered all over although he was by no means at the end of his troubles apropos of gringalet's troubles i must now mention to you gargousse the large and favourite ape of cut in half this mischievous brute was ma foi taller than gringalet only imagine what a size for a monkey i must tell you why he was never taken into the streets to be shown like the other animals of the menagerie it was because gargousse was so wicked and powerful that there was not one amongst all the show-boys except an auvernat of fourteen a determined chap who after many skirmishes and contests with gargousse had mastered him and could lead him about with a chain and even with him gargousse frequently got up some fights which ended in bloodshed produced by gargousse's bites enraged at this the little auvernat said one fine day very well i will revenge myself on this infernal monkey and so one morning having gone out with the brute as usual he in order to appease its savageness bought a sheep's heart whilst gargousse was eating it he put a rope through the end of his chain tied it to a tree and when he had got the brute quite at his mercy he gave it an outrageous walloping well done bravo the auvernat go it my lad skin the beast alive said the prisoners he did whack him gloriously continued pique vinaigre and you should have seen how gargousse cried ground his teeth leaped danced and skipped hither and thither but the auvernat used his stick famously unfortunately monkeys like cats are very tenacious of life gargousse was as crafty as he was vicious and when he saw as they say how the wood was on fire at a heavy blow he made a final bound and fell flat at the foot of a tree shook for a moment and then shammed dead lying as motionless as a log the auvernat believed he had done for him and thinking the ape dead he cut away resolved never again to return to cut in half but the beast gargousse watched him out of the corner of his eye and bruised and wounded as he was as soon as he saw himself alone he rent the cord asunder with his teeth the boulevard monceau where he had had this hiding was close to la petite pologne and the monkey knew his way as easy as his paternoster and making off in that direction arrived at his master's who roared and foamed when he saw how his monkey had been served this is not all from this moment gargousse entertained such a furious revenge against all children that cut in half who was not the tenderest soul alive dared not trust him to any one for fear of an accident for gargousse was capable of strangling or devouring a child and all the little brute showers knowing that would rather be thrashed by cut in half than go near the monkey i must really go and eat my soup said the turnkey turning towards the door this devil of a pique vinaigre would wheedle a bird down from a tree to hear him i can't tell where the deuce he fishes up all he tells now then the turnkey will go said the skeleton in a whisper to the gros boiteux i'm in such a rage i shake all over 
mind and form a wall all around the informer i will take care of the rest mind now and be good boys said the turnkey turning towards the door as good as images replied the skeleton coming closer to germain whilst the gros boiteux and nicolas after having agreed on a signal made two steps in the same direction ah worthy turnkey you are going at the most interesting moment said pique vinaigre with an air of reproach had it not been for the gros boiteux who anticipated his intention and seized him suddenly by the arm the skeleton would have rushed on pique vinaigre what the most interesting moment replied the turnkey turning towards the story-teller decidedly said pique vinaigre you do not know all you will lose the most delightful portion of the history is now about to commence don't attend to him exclaimed the skeleton who with difficulty repressed his rage he is not in good trim to-day for my part i think his story very stupid my story very stupid cried pique vinaigre wounded in his pride as a tale-teller well turnkey i beg of you i entreat you to remain till the conclusion which at most will not be longer than a quarter of an hour and as by this time your soup must be cold why you haven't much to lose by a little delay i will go ahead with my narrative so that you may still have time to eat your soup before we are locked up for the night well then i'll stay but make haste said the turnkey coming closer towards him you are wise to stay turnkey continued pique vinaigre without bragging you never heard anything like it before especially the finale which is the triumph of the ape and gringalet escorted in procession by all the little beast showers and inhabitants of la petite pologne on my word and honour it is not for the sake of boasting but it is really superb then tell it speedily my boy said the turnkey returning towards the stove the skeleton shook with rage he almost despaired of accomplishing his crime if bedtime arrived germain must escape for he was not in the same dormitory with his implacable enemy and on the following day germain was to be in a separate cell so it's very stupid continued pique vinaigre well the honourable company shall be the judge of that there could not exist a more vicious brute than the big ape gargousse who was even more savage with children than his master what does cut in half do to punish gringalet for trying to run away you shall know by and by while in the meantime he seizes on the unhappy child and locks him into the cock-loft for the night saying to-morrow morning when all your companions are gone out i will let you see what i do with vagabonds who try to run away from me you may imagine what a wretched night gringalet passed he did not close an eye but kept asking himself what cut in half meant to do with him and then he fell asleep he had a dream such a horrid dream that is the beginning of it was as you shall see he dreamed that he was one of the very poor flies that he had so often rescued from the spider's webs and that he had fallen into a large and strong web where he was struggling struggling with all his might without being able to escape he then saw coming towards him stealthily and treacherously a kind of monster which looked like cut in half turned into a spider poor gringalet began to struggle again as you may suppose but the more he struggled the more he got entangled like the poor flies at last the spider came up to him touched him and he felt the cold and hairy paws of the horrid beast curl around him and enclose him 
intending to devour him he believed he was dead when suddenly he heard a kind of clear ringing sharp sort of buzzing and he saw a beautiful golden fly with a kind of brilliant dart like a diamond needle which flew around the spider with a furious air and a voice when i say a voice you must imagine a fly's voice which said poor little fly you have saved flies the spider shall not unfortunately gringalet jumped up at this moment and did not see the end of his dream but yet he was at first somewhat assured and said to himself perhaps the golden fly with the diamond dart would have killed the spider if i had finished the dream but in vain did gringalet endeavour to make himself easy and take comfort in proportion as the night ended his fears renewed so strongly that at last he forgot his dream or rather he only remembered the portion which affrighted him the large web in which he had been caught and enfolded by the spider which resembled cut in half you may imagine what a fright he was in only think only think alone quite alone and no one to defend him in the morning when he saw daybreak gradually appear through the skylight of the cock-loft his fears redoubled and the moment was at hand when he would be alone with cut in half he then threw himself on his knees in the middle of the garret and weeping bitterly entreated his comrades to ask cut in half to forgive him or else to help him to escape if possible but some from fear of their master others from disregard and some from ill-nature refused what poor gringalet requested so earnestly young scamps said the prisoner in the blue cap he is to be pitied so helpless if he could have defended himself tooth and nail it would have been very different ma foi if you have fangs show em boy and defend your tail to be sure said several prisoners hello there exclaimed the skeleton unable to conceal his rage and addressing the blue cap won't you hold your jaw didn't i say silence in the stone jug am i captain of the ward or not the blue cap's answer was to look the skeleton full in the face and then make that low-lived gesture of the blackguards which consists in applying the thumb of the right hand to the end of the nose opening the fingers like a fan and putting the little finger on the thumb of the left hand similarly extended he accompanied this mute reply with so odd a look that many of the prisoners laughed heartily whilst others on the contrary were actually stupefied at the audacity of the new prisoner so greatly was the skeleton feared the latter shook his fist at the new prisoner and said to him grinding his teeth we'll settle this to-morrow i'll make the calculation on your knob i'll put down seventeen and carry nothing for fear the turnkey would have fresh motive for staying in order to repress any row the skeleton quietly replied that is not what i mean i am the captain of this room and ought to be attended to ought not i turnkey certainly replied the superintendent no interruption and go on pic vinaigre and make haste will you my lad End of chapter eleven part one read by celine major